Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Welcome, continuing in Rambam, Hilcha Shabbos, Mishneh Torah, Chapter 5. Interesting chapter. And in general, the chapters of Rambam in Shabbos, uh, many of them mirror the chapters of Mishnah of Shabbos. And this is the famous issue of what can we kindle the Shabbos candles with, what fuels, what wicks, and what wicks can we not kindle with. The whole idea of kindling the Shabbos candles. Aleph 1, Hadlokas Ner B'Shabbos, lighting Shabbos candles. Einarishus is not just an optional deed. You want to light Shabbos candles, you light them. You don't want to light them, you don't light them. Imratza Madlik, Imratza Eina Madlik. Veloi Mitzvah, furthermore, you can't even say it's a very good deed. Where? He doesn't have to pursue it until he does it. Again, for example, Eruve Chatzeros, making an Eruv in a courtyard, which we will study about when we get to Eruvin. Einatilas Yadayim Lachilor, or washing one hand before eating, it's a very good thing. But if you don't eat the things that cause you to wash your hands, you don't have to wash your hands. Ella, unlike all the others, Zeh, this mitzvah, Chova is an obligation. Now, yes, it is a rabbinic obligation, but it is an obligation. And the Torah obligated us to fulfill rabbinic obligations. Lighting Shabbos candles. V'echad anoshim, both men, v'echad noshim and women, chayovim lias b'boteya, must be at home. There must be in their home, must have in their home. Ne'er, a candle, doluk, kindled b'shabbos. You have to have a Shabbos light burning in your home on Shabbos. Now, lighting candles cost money. And sometimes there are challenging economic times. Even if, God forbid, someone doesn't have what to eat, he goes collecting door to door to buy enough oil to light Shabbos candles. And he purchases oil, and kindles the light. Because kindling the Shabbos candles, is within the general category of the mitzvah of Oneg Shabbos, delighting in the Shabbos. There are two categories of laws of Shabbos. One are the prohibitions. The other are the positive. Part of the positive is the delight of Shabbos. Kindling Shabbos candles is part of the delight of Shabbos. It says that lighting Shabbos candles not only cause you to have light illuminating your home so you not trip over things, because family members, when they're in the dark and they trip over things, they're getting upset at each other and they're saying, why did you have to leave your skateboard here? Don't you know that skateboards go with skateboarding? Also, it brings peace into the home, brings light into the home, illuminates the home spiritually. These are some of the many components of the Shabbos light. The Chayiv Levorech, a person must also make a blessing. Kedem Hadlaka, before he kindles, Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam. 
Asher Kedushanu B'mitzvosa B'tzivonu Lahadlik Ne'er Shel Shabbos Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to kindle the lamp of Shabbos. Some add Kodesh, the holy Shabbos. Kederach. The question is how you make this bracha. It's not a biblical commandment. It's a rabbinic commandment. Just like Shemavorech, one blesses, over all matters which are mitzvahs, which are rabbinically obligated. And we discussed this before, that the Torah obligates us to follow the commandments of the rabbis. Now, many of us know from our daily practice that part of the song, Da'anera Salolo, of Hanukkah has the words ve'ein lonu rishus li'shtamish bohem bavad. We have no permission to use the Hanukkah lights. We can only see them, enjoy watching them. We can't read by them, use them. Does this apply to Shabbos as well? No. Beis mutter. It is permissible li'shtamish shal Shabbos to use to make use of the Shabbos candle. So what's the problem? There's uh, a big problem. The problem mirrors the cooking problem on Shabbos. We're concerned you're going to adjust the candle. Whatever we're about to read should not require diligent reading, careful scrutiny. but to read something or to study something. Which needs meticulous scrutiny, precision. One may not use the Shabbos light to check it out, to inspect it. And here is the buzzword. Our rabbis instituted a decree, lest one tilt the lamp, adjust the flame. This would be a major Violation of the Shabbos, because were one to tilt the lamp for it to burn brighter, one would be liable for the forbidden labor of kindling a fire on Shabbos. And that's what it's all about. That's why there is so much detail in what you may do, what you may not do, how you may do it, how you may not do it. We're concerned you're going to tilt the lamp, move the wick, adjust, and so on, which violates Shabbos. Gimel Hamadlik, when one lights the Shabbos candle, one must light it on Friday while it's still daylight. Kedem Shkiasachama before the sun sets. Traditionally, candle lighting time is 18 minutes before sunset. Or sunset the latest. Better 18 minutes before sunset. Now, we said earlier that the obligation is upon men and women. However, Venoshim women, Mitsubes al have a priority on this commandment, Yeser more than men. This is a women's commandment when possible. Why is that? Because usually a woman is at home preparing the Shabbos where the man is out bringing home the bacon. Kosher, of course. 
In the traditional household, the woman is concerned with managing the house. So she's home. Can you say that the husband should say, it's none of my business, light candles, don't light candles, see if I care, it's your mitzvah? No. She is doing that on his behalf. You know, in the traditional uh, yeshiva circles, there are many ways for a man to propose to a woman instead of, will you marry me? One of them is, will you like my Shabbos candles? The Apal Pikain, nevertheless, if she says, light them yourself, you know you're in trouble. Nevertheless, it's not sufficient for a man to say, it's your business, but the man has to remind his household to make sure that his wife and uh, certainly in the teachings of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, his daughters light the candles, to remind them, his family members, Ed of Shabbos, on Friday, before it gets dark, come on guys, it's late, it's time to light candles. Now what happens if it gets too late? Sopik hashecha, if one is in doubt that sunset passed already and Shabbos began, or maybe not, being that it's a doubt of a biblical violation, better not to light the candles. There, there are many stories, one of them specifically, where this woman asked the Rebbe for a blessing, the Lubavitcher Rebbe asked for a blessing, and the Rebbe connected this blessing again and again and again to lighting Shabbos candles. And she said, Rebbe, I don't understand. I light Shabbos candles meticulously. And finally the Rebbe said, when do you light them? And it came out that she's lighting them too late. You have to light the Shabbos candles well before sunset. If sunset came, or if sunset has maybe already arrived, better not to light them. Now he lays out a rule lays down a rule, from the period known as sunset, until three average stars are visible, which we call stars out, that period of time, dusk, is called between the two luminaries, in general. Vehu, that period of after sunset, before stars out, Suffolk Minayim, Suffolk Minalayla. By Jewish law, that could be day, it could be night. After sunset, before stars out, Friday evening, maybe it's still Friday, maybe it's already Shabbos. Shabbos evening, maybe it's still Shabbos, maybe it's already Saturday night, Sunday. That's why Shabbos is approximately 25 hours, it's that extra hour. You always take the more stringent view. Therefore, you may not light candles after sunset. In fact, if somebody does a Sabbath violation during that time, during dusk, both on Friday night and on Saturday night, 
So he certainly violated the Shabbos, either on Friday night or Saturday night, then he would have to bring a sin offering for an inadvertent violation of Shabbos. If he does it just Friday night or just Saturday night, maybe it wasn't Shabbos, because we're not sure what dusk is. But if he does it on both, he certainly violated Now, what kind of stars? These three stars, they're not giant stars that can be visible even by day. Not tiny stars that are not even visible at night. Average stars. Like the kind you'll see on... uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, those kind of stars. And when these three average stars will be visible, then it's surely night. When I was a kid, they used to tell a joke of the guy who was crossing Broad and Market. That's like uh, Wilshire and Westwood, Broad and Market in Newark. And he finds a hundred dollar bill. So he puts his foot on it, but he ties up the whole traffic. There's thousands of cars tied up. Imagine a guy standing in the middle of Wilshire and Westwood. The guy comes over, the policeman comes over to me, he says, you got to move. He says, listen, it's Sabbath, I'm not going to move until I see stars. He says, I'm going to give you a zets in the face soon, you'll see stars. You'll be able to move. He says, that's fine. As long as I see three stars, I can move. That was one of my childhood jokes of the 50s. I'm from the olden days. Okay. Five, what kind of wick can we use for Shabbos candles? Should not be made from something that causes the light to flicker, such as kigain, such as tzemer, wool, veseyer, goat's hair, umeshi, silk, tzemer, ho'erez, cedar fiber, ofishton, shalenupats, uncarded flax. And palm bust, various types of soft trees, all of these are not preferable. Ella, the wick should be made, from material that burns well, that the fire catches on well, again, for example, and here he has a list. Carded flax, remnants of linen clothing, cotton, and the like. And when one lights it, he has to make sure that most of the wick that comes out of the lamp catches, so it catches thoroughly. What if somebody winds a substance that one may use as a wick around the substance that one should not use as a wick? The question is why he's doing that. If he's doing it to make the wick thicker, in order to burn brighter, also it's forbidden, because those are substances that we're not allowed to use. But if he's using it to make the wick firmer, in order it should stand firm and not bend over and fall, it's permissible. It is permissible to place a grain of salt or a bean at the opening of a lamp on Friday because it is said that by placing that within the lamp, it'll burn clearer and better or what have you. So that's fine. Now, we're talking about Shabbos candles. 
candles, but any substances which we said earlier cannot be used, there's no reason you can't make a bonfire. Mainly, Chamim connected to warm up against this bonfire on Friday night. Mainly, Shtamish, or to use its light, or on the menorah, or on the earth. It's only prohibited to use with regard to wicks for a candle, but you're allowed to use them for bonfires. Oil that we kindle with on Shabbos. It has to be the kind of oil and has to be the kind of lamp, or the kind of fuel that flows towards the wick. But oil that don't flow towards the wick. Again, and he has a list here. Molten tar, molten beeswax, gourd oil, fat from a sheep's tail, or tallow. They're not good oils to use because they don't flow naturally after the wick. Why can't we light with wicks where the oil doesn't catch well, where the flame doesn't catch well, or the oil doesn't flow well? Because we're concerned that the candle is going to be very dim, the light is going to be very dim because it's a bad wick. Or it's a bad fuel. And again, he's going to tilt it. And that's the mitzvah of the decree of not tilting, of, of not doing this and that. So you not come to tilt it and violate a Sabbath violation. Tallow or fish entrails that have been boiled as fuel. If you add some oil into it, you may kindle with it. But others in the forbidden list, even if you mix them with the permissible oil, uh, fuels, you shouldn't, because they don't flow and are not drawn after the wick. You don't use pine sap, because it smells terrible. We're afraid he's going to leave the room. What good is it if he leaves the room? The idea is he remain in the room and enjoy the Shabbos. We have to sit and enjoy the light. We should not use balsam oil. Because it smells very good. We're afraid he's going to dip into the candle and take some oil and put it on his shirt. Which is again forbidden. Furthermore, balsam oil is very flammable. Or white naphtha, vafilo uh, bechel, even during the weekdays, they show off because it's flammable. The Sakani shouldn't endanger himself. Flammable liquids should be treated with great, great care. Even in the weekdays. We know people who are making uh, barbecues or fires. They have what we call lighter fluid. Very dangerous. People have gotten seriously burned with that. So here we see in the halacha of Shabbos, you have to be very careful in general, not only with Shabbos lights. 11. It is permissible to begin with to use other oils, such as, and he has a list here, radish oil, sesame oil, turnip oil, or similar, although olive oil is certainly the most preferable oil. It's only forbidden to use those enumerated by our sages. Now, just parenthetically, today we have a substance called paraffin, 
where, which our candles are made up of, and it's a very clean light, and it has become acceptable in many communities to use the paraffin candles, although some people still necessarily use olive oil to light their Friday night candles, but paraffin or candles, what we call today, is a very common substance to use for Shabbat candles. It's a very clean light. 12. A person should not place a container filled with oil with a hole in it on top of the opening of the lamp so the oil should drip in and supply it slowly. Or, second scenario, he should not fill a plate full of oil and place it near the candle and take the other end of the wick and place it in this supply plate. In order that a draw, both of these scenarios are not preferable, are forbidden. There's a decree not to do that. Perhaps one will then take of the clean oil in the vessel and use it. Because it has not become repulsive, because the lit wick is not right in it. We also the honest Bishabas min Hashem should look by, and it's forbidden to benefit from the oil with what which with which one lit the Shabbos candle. I feel the cuffs on there, even if the candle became extinguished. I feel the nut of min on there, even if it dripped from the candle. They should muk because it's forbidden to touch because it's a prohibited entity. Shabbos candles cannot be touched. But if he cemented it with clay or something else, then it is permissible. 13. You shouldn't put a vessel under the candle to accept the oil that drips. Because you make that vessel that's receiving the oil unfit to be used on Shabbos. But if you placed it there, Arab Shabbos, before Shabbos, it's permissible. You may place a vessel under a candle on Shabbos to receive the sparks that fall, so you don't make a fire. They shame by mamish because these are sparks, there's no real flame there. So it doesn't forbid you from moving that plate, that vessel, because the sparks are not really fire. Nevertheless, one should not put water in that plate, even on Friday, because that will hasten the extinguishing of those sparks. Here are some of the things that one may not do next to the candle light of Shabbos. One may not check one's garments for lice. One may not read by the light of the lamp, even if it's two stories high, because of the rabbinic decree. Even ten stories, one over the other, and the candle is on the highest. He shouldn't do these acts to its light, even lower. Our rabbis established a decree across the board, because we don't want people doing... Very meticulous stuff next to, uh, by the light of a candle. And that's the rabbinic decree, even if it's not reachable. However, if two people were reading the same thing, then they may read by the light of the candle. Why can two do it? Because each will remind the other if he forgets. But not if they're reading two separate things. Because each one is going to be involved in his thing.
15, students, children can read before their teacher using the light of the candle. Why? Because the teacher is watching them. But the teacher may not. Because the students are not watching the teacher because the teacher is not afraid of the students. We can have a quick look to see what page they're on to show the kids. And then he can give them the book they can read. Similar dishes, similar vessels, similar utensils. And you have to really look. It's forbidden to bring them close to the light of the candle, to distinguish whether this is what I'm looking for or not. Perhaps he'll forget and he'll adjust the flame. Therefore, a server, a waiter, who's not... Pre, who's not regular, not a non-regular. A regular knows the dishes. But a non-regular also they leave the case to Karas is forbidden to check the particular item of vessels, cups, or plates. Meshena Makir, because he's not fluent with recognizing them. Whether it's olive oil light or it's a more intense type of light. It doesn't matter. Avol shamash kavua, but a regular mutal elib degleir haner kais to karis he may, but may shen tzarich ian har because he doesn't have to look diligently. Neft is kerosene. Avol vim hoyoner shel shemazayis. If it was olive oil, a maiden lelibdek he's not he can he may not be told to do it. Vafapishu muter. Even though it's permissible, because we're afraid that this server will also dip into the olive oil and put it on the salad. If somebody said, can you bring me some oil and vinegar? 17, a candle burning behind the door. You can't open and close the door normally. Because he extinguishes it. Therefore, he has to be very careful when he opens and closes the door. One may not open the door opposite a fire on Shabbos with the intent that the wind should blow it out. Even though there's no hurricane winds, just normal winds. However, a person may place a Sabbath lamp on a tree which is attached to the ground and there's no need for Anxiety, because that is its normal usage. 18, normal cities within Israel or Jewish cities taken Bohem Sheish as a matter of Shabbos. There are six blasts, shofar blasts, that are sounded on Erev Shabbos. They did. They sounded these on a high spot. In order that the members of the entire city are able to hear this. Now, as obvious from the following halacha, the Rambam is referring to three series of blasts in which a tkiah, a single long blast, and a trua, a series of short blasts, and a final tkiah were sounded, so that is the idea of the six. So it's three sets. Nowadays, in many communities, they have an alarm that goes off 
warning you that Shabbos is coming, and a final alarm when Shabbos comes, and this is the source of that halacha. Tkiya Rishayna, the first set, that means Shabbos is coming soon and everybody in the field stop plowing, digging and performing other labors in the field but those who are close by should not even enter the city until those who are far away come so that it should all enter together however that time the stores are able to remain open with their shutters in place. When the second set was sounded, at that time, the stores are closed and the shutters are closed. But the hot water and the pots can still be cooking on the ranges. Home on the range. But when he begins... The third set, they took away everything that had to be taken away. They put up everything that had to be put up. They kindled the candles. And then there is a slight pause. As long as it takes to roast a tiny fish or to stick a loaf of bread to the wall of the oven. As we learn in those laws, and he has the third set, and that is Shabbos. When do we do these sets? Chaf, 20, the first set. It happens at Plaga Mincha, about an hour and a quarter before sunset. And then the Shlishis, the final one is cut of the Shkia very close to sunset, and the middle is in the middle Saturday night after stars out to announce Shabbos is over we also do a set of blasts the signal is it's an all clear signal Shabbos is over, and again in many communities they have sirens these days which go off to say Shabbos is coming and Shabbos is here 21, if Yom Kippur comes out on Friday, which parenthetically nowadays in our preset calendar, Yom Kippur can never come out on Friday or Sunday, so we not have two Sabbaths in a row. But back then, when they did it by witnesses seeing the new moon, it could. If Yom Kippur came out on Friday, they did not sound the chauffeur because it's Yom Kippur. If Yom Kippur came out on Saturday night, Sunday, like taking B'leim Abdulim, then you don't sound the shofar, you don't make Habdullah. You don't make Habdullah Saturday night going into Sunday when it's Saturday going into Yom Kippur. Again, it doesn't happen nowadays. Yom Tif Shechali is better Shabbos. What if Yom Tif comes out on Friday, which does happen? Taking, you're allowed to sound the shofar technically, B'leim Abdulim, but you don't make the Habdullah. Because Shabbos is more sacred than Yom Tif, but Chali is Lacha Shabbos, but if Shabbos runs into Yom Tif, Mavdilin, you do have a Havdola in the Amidah, in the Kiddush, but they take him, but you don't sound the shofar. End of chapter 5.